friends, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night Inn, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And Penny, it has been a little bit since I have brought something in the flavor of witches floating around in eggshells to Ooh. the pond. <laughs> that, the best flavor. The best flavor there is. And I recently learned some fun factoids from my friend Anne about a very interesting practice in Finnish folklore and was immediately fascinated by it, knew I wanted to bring this tidbit to the pod. Uh, So today I want to dabble in a little bit of folk magic and talk Mm. about uh, frog burials. Okay. (laughs) Do you have any back knowledge on on this I weird little not. I didn't either uh, and <laughs> I was just giddy when Anne told me about that I thought it was fascinating so uh, shout out to her for always bringing me weird stuff to talk about <laughs> <laughs> so in the late 19th century uh, there was restoration happening on two eastern Finnish churches and during that time they found a multitude of miniature coffins containing the remains of frogs under the floorboards of said churches super normal super casual thing to find and when i say multitudes i mean like like 20 to 30 coffins that's a lot of that's a lot of tiny coffins (laughs) yeah it wasn't like oh we found two frogs which is still a an insane number two would have been still an unexpected number (laughs) still not what you think you're gonna find um, so one of the earliest known findings of this was reported by, uh, and I'm just going to say out front here, there's a lot of language in this episode, and I will do my best to pronounce things <laughs> to the best of my abilities. Um, but the, the earliest known finding was reported by a newspaper called Savo Karyala in 1895. Oh, wow. Right. Um, And the paper reported that 26 wooden miniature coffins had been found during the renovation work under the choir floor of the Kuopio Cathedral. Um, And they believed that the coffins had been pushed into the space through ventilation hatches using like a a long pole to push them Mm -hmm. under the floor. So um, at the time that they found and uncovered the coffins, some of them were still relatively new based on the state of the frog remains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then 1901, they find five more coffins. And the paper once again reported it, guessing that by the number of increase in the coffins that they were still being added and being added yearly because it had been about five years and there were five additional Mm -hmm. coffins um so they were confused obviously sure (laughs) and there was a bit of a media frenzy around it and then it kind of died away uh two of the coffins though were kept by the national museum of finland in helsinki and another by the kuopio museum and the museum's the time and effort to further inspect them. So uh, each coffin was found to be carved from alder wood, which if you are a witchy person at all, uh, alder wood is very prevalent in magic and is said to Mm. kind of be a a gateway to the other world. It's used in a lot of like things dealing with resurrection. Uh, So that's very interesting. 
There was also, I mean, almost always a frog inside the coffin. Uh, the ones that they dissected in particular also had fishing net covering the frog with Ooh. a needle uh, that was stuck through the frog with a white thread in the needle. And in one case, the frog had also, uh, the mouth of the frog had been stitched closed. That's so, spooky. yeah, definitely <laughs> um, uh, immediate signs of like something ritualistic happening mm -hmm. there. Uh, then moving forward, there were similar things found in 1907 at a church. This is the one I'm like, I'm not going to get this in Tulsinimi. <laughs> mm, of course. Somebody from Finland, come in and roast me, please. I know we have <laughs> listeners in Northern Europe. Somebody come, come get your bitch and director. <laughs> um, yeah, two Sanimi. Uh, but similar coffins had been found in that church in 1818 in the bell tower specifically. But then uh, in 1907, they found again in the, in the floorboards of the church. Um, these coffins also contained bed bugs, animal mm -hmm. hair, and grains that had been placed inside. Uh, and they were discovering these even up to the point of the 1930s. And at that point, they were even finding them under the church's stone foundation at the same location. Damn. Yes. So at, this is where it gets wild, Penny. Oh, now it gets at wild? This, <laughs> at this point. Uh, so at this particular location, all in all, they found upwards of 100 miniature coffins. Jesus uh what <laughs> what and like like so just from over yeah. years and in, in years yeah for just 100 years it was a like a, a my understanding is the practice had been kind of just secret up to that point so yeah. it had been a large large collection well i mean you you start running out of secret places to put your frog <laughs> coffins people are gonna start finding them being like right. i gotta look for more of these exactly well yeah and yeah once one's uncovered then the the frogs are you got a whole frog bag now. <laughs> you got a whole <laughs> whole can of frogs uh, so you can't forget about it you might say yeah <laughs> so <laughs> This has been Dad Jokes with Midge. I'm going to say, this is a strong dad joke recording day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, other places that they found these coffins include, um, oh my goodness, Kiet Silvara Church, where they found four miniature coffins. Um, That's much more reasonable. <laughs> yes. No, now, I'm like, you don't even you don't even have a frog coffin problem if you only got four. You, uh, four? Wow. You <laughs> really think you, were, you can get in on the frog coffin game? Uh, but in this one, there, there was an interesting adage where there were cat remains found in some, as well as Ooh. squirrels, and uh, some even had alder wood puppets that had like not you know like a puppet, not a, yeah. it was listed as a puppet in the the findings, but I'm assuming it's like a little wood carving yeah. of a person. Uh, then in Pilavesi Church, uh, which also had alder puppets bound frogs and birch bark puppets nyliza nylesia <laughs> uh had more frogs with fishing net as well as textiles hynevesi had um three miniature coffins with frogs with fishing nets and then lastly Tur turku cathedral um had 
several <laughs> different textiles as well as bats. Bats. Yay. Hey. Miniature coffins with bats. Um, That's pretty cool. Are these places like all over Finland or where was it in like a specific region? Do it's you know? pretty well consolidated to one region. All right. Um, if you can actually find the. I would say um, that's probably a spoiler for. <laughs> no, no, no. But you got, you can find the map of the church's locations and most of them are kind of grouped in this one distinct chunk of Finland. Um, and then there is one, I believe, that was in South Sweden. Um, it's kind of uh, a one-off interesting place where they had not been found that southern previously Um, so definitely we can assume possibly that this is very regionally specific Um, however we'll get into a little bit more of that here in a minute Mm -hmm. so what is the purpose of the tiny frog burials but why but but who is phone and all of the variations on this uh like we said they're finding the frogs with or different animals with multitudes of different things inside but uh they're all variations on a folk ritual that had different intended purposes but the majority of the recorded lore about this is about counter magic Mm -hmm. so uh basically with the intention to reflect evil intentions back at somebody who is sending you malintent yeah Uh, i am rubber you are glue yes (laughs) exactly um so the frog in most cases is said to represent a bad witch Mm -hmm. um who is then buried in the custom-built coffin and hidden specifically in a christian church or churchyard and it may seem strange that a folk magic ritual would require a Christian burial, because that was also my first (laughs) question. I was like, why are these in Christian churches? Um, But I guess this was believed to be the way to, like, invoke the amount of otherworldly power needed to make the ritual impactful. Um, So as a whole, we're finding them in churches. Um, There were a smaller number of recorded versions of this ritual that were done with what we can assume was the intent to inflict harm on other people. Um, It's similar to the counter magic one, but the burial uh, might include an item from a person that you were trying to inflict harm upon. Uh, In those rituals, you, it was about 70% frogs. (laughs) Um, But we're we're also looking at, again, squirrels, bats, and fish, specifically pike, Mm. um, used in those. So for all of these, like, other animals, they all get, Mm -hmm. like, their own, like, custom coffin that's their size, right? Okay. Tiny coffins. I Now, I couldn't find anything specifically about, like, the cats and squirrels, so I don't know if they were, like, like, yeah that's Um, good i I was kind of like i was like cats not gonna fit in a frog right (laughs) (laughs) not a whole cat so i wasn't sure if it had its own its own cot because i mean presumably i mean i don't know presumably you're making coffins to order for this oh you sure are so you sure are you would just make you would just make a sweet cat sized one and we're gonna we're gonna go through the whole order of how you do this yes Uh, (laughs) But uh, some believe that I, this particular thing was ab- about uh, spoiling your neighbor's fields. 
So specifically when you're inflicting harm, um, there were times where grains were found in the mouth of the frogs. So mm -hmm. you would take grain from your competitor's field and put it in the frog's mouth. And then I'm presuming these are the situations where the frog's mouth was sewn shut um, mm -hmm. to keep it in there. I, I found varying degrees of like frog buried alive versus frog has been frog, named yeah. in some way. <laughs> um but it kind of seems like some of these things were being buried alive which is pretty dark um but who am i to say <laughs> i don't i've never had my crops damaged so you it's know true. i don't know what i would do if someone was coming after my crops uh in 1895 um but yeah this was considered to be very powerful magic that could do many things from kill a vic like an intended victim to uh there are recorded things of this being used for people with epilepsy uh, mm. because epilepsy was kind of viewed as someone sending bad energy to somebody and yeah. causing them to have a fit. So mm -hmm. um, they would include a piece of the afflicted person's undergarments in the frog coffin. And that was supposed to help. Where'd you get those? <laughs> well, from the person. They oh, were... right. Okay. That's, <laughs> I thought, okay, sorry. My my brain was like from the person who was sending the bad magic. And I was like, that's <laughs> like a whole, raid. That's a whole heist. Like you have this person who hates you and now you have to steal their underwear for your frog magic. Okay. Yes. From the person who is sick. That's fair. You probably have easy access yes. to those. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the, in assuming they are probably also um, partaking in the ritual to get rid of their their affliction. <laughs> <laughs> Not a frog coffin panty raid. <laughs> now that's an episode oh, title. There, there it is. <laughs> ding, ding. Uh, so here we have um, one written example from the mid-1800s that actually lays out the parameters of this ritual. Uh, so it states that, here's here's where your question comes in, Penny, hmm. that before the coffin is built, the frog must be found and yeah. caught with mittens or something covering the hands. So you can't touch the frog with your bare can't hands. the frog. If the coffin is made before the frog has been caught, what will happen is no frog will be found at all. Oh. So, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Don't count don't, your frogs before they're mittened. Don't build yeah. your don't build your coffins before you got a frog. Yeah, so you're not supposed to build the coffin. So yes, it is literally being custom built for the Good. frog in question. Um, it is also stated in this that the frog should specifically be of a reddish color, and that was I found that in several uh, iterations of this research that apparently the red frog was the thing. Hmm. I don't know what that has to do with it, but good on you there you go um so yes the coffin then once you get your frog coffin's supposed to be made of a single growing alder um it should be trough shaped and the lid should have nine holes along the mid ridge and should be made from the same tree and also eight wooden nails made from the same wood um the red frog, which has not been touched with bare hands, mm -hmm. no. is then put on its back in the coffin with its hind legs bound in red thread. Then the lid is put on. And see, this is where I'm like, is the frog alive? Because I'm yeah. assuming they're binding it so it doesn't move. Um, 
but then they you put the the lid on put the the eight nails in the coffin and then one coffin nail like one it says one coffin nail so i'm assuming that's a metal nail um that is driven into the third hole counted from the head which coincides with the heart of the frog uh so there you have a frog coffin (laughs) there you go uh in this particular usage the writer was using this to counteract a uh the 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 cows would not come back to pasture (laughs) (laughs) like they wouldn't weren't coming home at night so it was like counter magic for what he, he believed was somebody keeping his cows away from his pasture um so in this situation he also pulled hair off of each cow and then put them in a rag which was closed with red thread and took the frog coffin the cow hair pouch and three sharp tools with unknown makers Mm. you know (laughs) how you have those (laughs) um and carried them circling the cow shed twice clockwise and once counterclockwise reciting a spell and that's how you keep your cows at home there you go (laughs) Seems like a lot of work for cows, but uh, so that's the the gist of the 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 building part of this. Um, but it is widely believed that due to the large number of these coffins that were found specifically with fish bits of fishing net inside of them, um, that this ritual was most frequently performed by fishermen to steal the luck of the catch (laughs) Um, from a more successful fisherman or to protect their boats and equipment from being sabotaged. Uh, So there are a wide, a wide, we'll say it casts a wide net uh, (laughs) of the ways that people were using this ritual. Yeah. Um, But what I think is really interesting in particular about this is that this is a a time and a culture where you know i just find folk magic fascinating because most people were practicing in everyday life this wasn't like reserved for witches or people who identified as witches um there's a a woman named dr sonia hukontavio who is the i was like pop off queen the leading expert in frog coffin burial hell yeah she is (laughs) um but i read her her journal her like scientific mm-hmm. her paper <laughs> paper about this um which you can find online you can just look it up her like academic paper on this it's very interesting actually um like it's it's substantial it's about 25 pages of work um but it's really interesting and she delves really deeply into all this but um she makes a point in that to say that like magic was used in all kinds of ways to ensure luck for farming, fishing, hunting, livelihood, uh, healing the sick, avoiding misfortune. So she says that everyone in the community was at least somewhat skilled in magic and everyone knew that it was being practiced. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, I I don't know, I, where, where did it go? Aww. Where, where, where? <laughs> where bring back magic uh in communities but she also does make a point to say 
However, uh, there was a line in the sand. There was a belief that good fortune or luck was limited to each person. Thus, one could not increase one's own luck without taking it from another. Yeah. Uh, so in the the ways that this was practiced, it was like approved for you to protect your own share of luck against evil witches. Mm-hmm. But it was like a big no-no to try to steal someone else's luck yeah that's how you that's how you become an evil witch right by by coveting others luck these fishermen though that are there's a lot of all i'm saying is there's a lot of fishnets in frog Mm -hmm. coffins Mm -hmm. so what were y'all doing (laughs) seems like people were stealing luck uh, so while counter magic is definitely not specific to Finnish culture, um, we see a lot of similar types of things like this throughout history. Like, I mean, witch bottles come to mind specifically, mm-hmm. like uh, lots of those have popped up over the years, uh, which is a similar situation. It's a deflecting evil magic thing. Um, there were also small lead coffins found in Athens around four, well, from around 400 BC that were a similar practice but there were like four of those found where yeah (laughs) so what's really interesting here is just the sheer amount of these that were found and uh in her paper dr sonia hypothesizes that there must have been some type of event in this regional area that really affected the fishing around the time and that that was the major source of livelihood um hence the the big surge of these all kind of from the same time period and being continuously added during that time between 1895 and 1901 um but whatever the reason may be i find these types of things fascinating and like i said i like to remember that at one point magic or witchcraft or whatever you want to call it was like a major thread through a lot of cultures and societies and a, a lot of uh these you know unwritten practices and rituals were just common passed down things i think yeah it's i don't know i think it's very cool i don't think it's cool to hurt live frogs don't do that (laughs) um but it's it's very interesting and it's something strange and weird yeah super i was very excited to learn more about so if if you are a listener who happens to be from finland or sweden or any of the areas where some of these have been found um and you're familiar with this especially because like i said some of these went to museums and were part of um like roving what am i trying to say exhibits there we go (laughs) um so if you've had the opportunity to see one of these coffins in a museum be sure to let us know i always love to hear about your own personal knowledge or experience with the topics we chat about here yes always yeah uh if you would like to chat with us about that or see pictures of tiny frog coffins you can follow us over on instagram at ghouls night in pod and if you're enjoying our podcast and all the weird and wacky topics that we talk (laughs) about uh let us know. You can leave us a rating or a review wherever you listen. Uh, you can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a comment on Spotify if that's where you're listening. Or you can always send us a direct message on Instagram and we may just read your review right here. I believe Penny has an Instagram submitted review 
to share with us today. I sure do. Um, This Instagram review comes from Gabs um, and she says, I just wanted to say I absolutely love your show. My partner and I just bought our first house this year and it is an Edwardian fixer upper, but we absolutely love her. Oh, wow. I know the dream. Uh, But as we've done nothing but work on this house for the last six months, I've been listening to your podcast nonstop. (laughs) I am obsessed with the Victorian era, so all your episodes about those crazy Victorians tend to be my favorite. But last week, I was listening to your Clue episode, and when you mentioned Edgar Allan Poe, my cat Poe came running into the room chirping because he heard his name. (laughs) So I wanted you to know that you have two very dedicated listeners in Canada. Um, and Gabs did in fact send us a photo of Poe the cat running who had run up to hear his name and he was so cute it was just so sweet Uh, so thank you to Gabs and Poe for listening to the show I hope Poe is once again hearing his name and yes I was like as soon as when Midge finally does that Edgar Allan Poe episode he is gonna be psyched (laughs) I I looked it up yesterday because i just finished fall the house of usher so i'm back Mm. on my bullshit and poe's birthday is january 19th so i'm like okay that gives me a time frame of i need to start writing my poe episode to get it right (laughs) so come back in january for poe it it can also (laughs) always be a two poter well in other news this is now a single podcast and it's only me (laughs) as penny has been fired permanently (laughs) i'm not allowed to make dad jokes i see how it is you can they just have to be good (laughs) wow feud google's night and feud begins now not not clickbait Oh, well, thank you so much for your review, Gabs. Uh, Thank you all for listening today. And uh, if you'd like to keep up with us individually as we uh, go through this separation, (laughs) (laughs) you can find me all over the web at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time. Goodbye.